Welcome to the How to Survive a Breakdown podcast, everybody. My name is Parker, and I am joined today by Evan, as always. Yeah, um, back at it again with, uh, you know, the, the, the usual shit. Shooting the shit about the, the weekly releases for March the 10th. Um, mixed bag this week for me. I'll just say that straight up. This is the start of the crazy month, I would call it. This is the start of the of the crazy month. I would say last and... week started it, but honestly, Acres was probably the only thing that was like notable for me in terms of like well, personal preferences. Last, last week was the prelude into the, all the crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we have yes. a thirty minute album, a forty minute album, a forty minute album, a seventy minute album, and a thirty minute album. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of variety in this week too, as well for genres itself. Yeah. Um, to be honest, they all revolve around punk in general, but you know that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, for the listeners that have listened at least a little bit since the beginning, um, if you remember back on episode one, we mentioned that we had around four hundred albums in our twenty twenty two and prior sheet. 672 we regret to inform you that we have added we we have increased our number by almost to be honest i don't even know what we added we we just added you you well you went and added like everything oh okay so i sent i basically said send help i need album lists like top 10 album lists or top 20 from 2018 to 2022 give me everything um give me literally everything you have and then they <laughs> gave them everything that they had and and they really did uh, give me everything i just realized i oh, that's gonna fuck up okay uh and then let's... you went and put it all on and we have like we added 30 more albums to our 2022 list <laughs> yeah so we haven't talked about this um We are redoing our 2022 album of the year because we have 30 more albums that we haven't covered. And also, (laughs) we also are spending more time actually listening to stuff because it just makes so much more sense rather than doing it in a span of two months when we listen to 80 albums in that time period and crunch Mm -hmm all our thoughts into one because already I have two or three albums that are dropping out of the top 30 um, just based on no. lessons this past week. Yeah. So our current total for 2022 is 110 out of the ones I've gone and now listened to for the first time, only one or two so far have actually made an impact on me or been my style um not to spoil anything yeah um i i i don't like grindcore in the slightest (laughs) we found Um, out that ranger does not like grindcore look here's the thing if you put on if you put on a grindcore song i'll listen to it i'll meme about the fact that it's better in screamo (laughs) form and it'll have a nutty breakdown and then it will end because it's only a minute and a half long Mm-hmm. You put it on for more than three songs, I'll punch something. <laughs> By track six or seven of that album, oh my god. <laughs> you, 
I think you put it worse than Soul Glow. It, or no? Soul Glow, I got through one song and I just didn't like the lyrics or the the vocalist. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yep. Oh, well. Um, anyway, we're going back. We're checking things out. A lot of things that we missed. Um, technically, I have 26 more that I have to listen to for the first time. I think that's the... Yeah, it's it's first yeah. time. Yeah. And then <clears throat> I have a bunch that I want to revisit because I've only visited once, like Shadow of Intent. Um, trying to think of something else that... Void of Vision. I mean, I know it's an EP, but I still really want to go back to it. Uh, Memphis Mayfire, etc., etc., etc. Anyway, we have a lot I of do, albums. I do plan on going through that whole list again, or most of the whole list. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm not subjecting myself to will the people again. But most. Of, I most did re-listen of to that recently. I'm not saying anything about it. Um, but, uh, most of the list I'm going back to. We're gonna jump into 2023 and honestly this week i really do want to start with the albums versus the singles mm -hmm. um just a personal preference i don't know what's yeah. up with you i don't know i kind of like just doing the singles first and then ending out with the albums that's fine personally. I, I, I don't know it feels like more a more natural progression than mm -hmm. <laughs> than ending with singles but okay I, so I'm before we do singles let me just preface some things right up front uh, we have generally agreed that we are not going to discuss Crown of the Empire as a band. Um, I don't feel like trying to deal with the backlash if I ever in any form support that band. Um, I don't care. And honestly, the music that they've, the last few singles haven't even reached me that much. They're like, they're okay. They're not that great. So I don't care. <laughs> That's just me, and I we're just not going to support all that. Well, not even going to lie. So yeah, <laughs> we're not going to on this podcast talk about them much. They'll still be in the radar, but if anything like super serious happens with them, we'll mention it just to like say we saw this. Um, the shit with Sumerian Records. That's just some fuck shit, man. I know that was like a week ago, but like that's some fuck shit, man. <laughs> um. Lastly, no, actually, there's nothing else. I'm sorry. I baited you. Um, let's talk about <laughs> the singles. You fucking liar. Anyways, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, oh, we, we've yeah. got album announcements, too. Holy shit, that's right. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. All right. First song I want to talk about is Vela Maya with their song Red Fur. It also, I believe, announced an album yep. titled other out mm, may other. 12th 2023 bracket and bracket other yes uh pound, same day as uh da, 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 the acacia strain and then um sleep tokens the week after and currents is the week before honestly may looking really spicy as hell right now may, is, may can only get more spicy from here <laughs> and, and i'll be honest this is my favorite single of the three so far Oh, of the 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 Vela Maya ones specifically. Yeah, I, I I found Vela Maya through the more metalcore style that they had, mm -hmm. and I fell in love with it. And yeah. so, while the deathcore side is very nutty and very 
like heavy. I love the clean vocals just on this track itself. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed this. I don't know how. I don't know if I really enjoyed it all that much. Okay, that's fair. If that makes any sense. I'm not sure it does, but yeah, you know, regardless, like it's good. It doesn't. It's not blowing my mind. It's not click not clicking with you fully yet. It's, it's not clicking with me all that well yet. Okay. Because like, I know it's a good song, and there's cool elements to it, like all the cool, like you know, there, there's it's a very electronic infused mm-hmm. track, and that's great. And I don't know what's not. It, it, I don't know. It's not it, this specific song. I guess is just not doing much for me. Like I, I've not really had any desire to go back to this. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that changes. That'll probably change, especially with an album. Like once we check out the full thing. Like I, I yeah, honestly, that. I'm just happy that that Bela Maya has finally said, "Hey, we are actually releasing an album actually after an album. Yeah. Uh, six years." Yeah, six years. <laughs> yeah something like that that's that's insane i've known about this band since then and every time it's like oh look a new single oh look a new single oh look a new (laughs) single no no album (laughs) (laughs) uh we have the song uh cut bleed repeat by project vengeance this song let me get the exact let me get the exact uh who is it who who is Project okay, Vengeance? Okay, so Project Vengeance is so the main person who started this all was Taylor Barber of Left to Suffer. We have Will Ramos of Lorna Shore. We have Tyler Shelton of Traders, band I've never listened to, but I love the vocals now. Dar- uh, Darius Tarani of Spite and Dickie Allen of in- Infant Annihilator. In a sense, this is the super group, the big six, big five, um, that was talked about months ago, finally is actually put into action, and oh my god, I really enjoyed this song. Um, I mean, look, you just put five deathcore singers in one room, and you say, make a really good song, and that is exactly what they did. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think this is the same thing as Vale Maya with me. Like, I don't know. The, I don't know if this is just something with singles now that like they have less impact on me than they than like they would in in an album context. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. The, like, what am I trying to say with this? The you know, obviously having this this you know having this this super collab is excellent. It's great. Like you know, it, it's it's a it's a, obviously a great idea. I don't remember anything from this. And then, admittedly, mm. this is something I listened to a couple of days ago. Um, but, you know, it's it's Deathcore. And it's good Deathcore. And that's about all I have to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> we did forget to mention something. We did go to a concert this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, let's just get to that now, because we, so, yeah, we have... So, because of the fact that we went to a concert this week, and Parker's probably a little bit more fuzzy on the singles than I am, because I just listened to them tonight, too, um, we went to see Fit for a King with support from Kingdom of Giants, Alpha Wolf, North Lane, 
and then Fit for King themselves. Uh, honestly, I had an absolute blast with every single act. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, biggest, the biggest surprise to me, there was two things. Uh, first, four years ago, if you told me that supporting acts would get this much support before even the main act, and you would have a crowd of people that push Parker and I away from each other for two whole acts and then within <laughs> general distance of each other for the third and then finally together for the fourth. Um, I wouldn't have believed you for a second uh, because yeah. this show was packed to the fucking brim. You know, I didn't think it would, it could be more packed in there than it was for the bad omen show. And I think it was around the same level. <laughs> I don't even know what it was like for the Bad Omen show. All I know is it was that very, it was very packed in there. Yeah, um, it it was insane. And the and I'll just tell you right now, the upstairs section is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> the upstairs we get to see the stage, sit down, get some a little bit cold air up there. It's really nice. Um, the one thing I will say is that Kingdom of Giants. I love the bands. It sounded mm -hmm. like they were missing something, and I know it's because their clean vocalist uh, left recently, and they have a new clean vocalist. At the same time, it just felt like it was just listening to like like the instrumental versions of the songs at times, and it felt a little odd. Kind of like was produced. The, I'd say is the guitarist that was doing clean vocals not the one that usually does it. <laughs> Well, like the thing was, is, is that or, the original clean vocalist that they had, right. he yeah. left before they released the newest single. Oh, uh, okay. And I personally, I am really disappointed because I loved him so much. Mm -hmm. But whatever personal reasons, um, I don't know who's doing clean vocalist now or clean yeah. vocals now. I think it's just that guitarist mm -hmm. or until they find someone. But uh, obviously, the unclean vocalist sounds absolutely incredible as always he sounds exactly like he does on every single record um they played five songs from their last album as well as uh one the new single um wasted space still sounds really good um just it felt it felt good just not as good as i remembered kingdom of giants sounding when i first heard them back on make them suffer someone and someone Trying to remember really? what the act was. Um, anyway, mm -hmm. so Kingdom of Giants not sounding as great as possible. And the other surprising thing was that North Lane like went up like 50 levels for me. <laughs> North Lane was a, a, a much better time than I was expecting it to because I wasn't huge on Obsidian. I know you were. Neither I was I. Obsidian than I was. Um, let me see what my and you know they missed an alien song so in there of course but the it's kind of great i was listening to it in the car on the way back and obviously i can't hear as well because we were just in a fucking loud ass concert but um if you know obviously it just felt a lot more impactful in a live setting than it really did on the recording yeah that's the i i think that's kind of what was lacking for me in the recording was that some of it just felt like it didn't have a lot of impact Mm -hmm. And I think I got that here with, with that live show. I think I got they, that. They did add one song that I absolutely loved because um, Marcus and I were... Oh, I we also met Sam and Marcus of Stay of the Scene podcast. It was really fucking cool again. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And they actually played Quantum Flux, which is from pre um, their current vocalist's era. And I Ooh. love that song so much. Um, and it sounded so, so good live. Um, and Marcus and I were just looking at each other like, oh, they're playing the, oh, let's go, let's go. Yeah. Because, like, we heard the beginning, we're like, wait, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. And then we heard the, like, the little, like, the intro of it. We're like, oh, we know what this is. Let's go. Oh, shit. Um, and of course, I mean, well, actually, this was our real first time actually checking out Alpha Wolf as well. Yeah. Um, Obviously, outside, shit. Of, outside, of the, uh, outside of the double EP that, or the, the, the collab EP that they did with Holding Absence. Yeah. But, and honestly, I want to check them out so much more. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm going to, while we're thinking about it, I'm just going to put Alpha Wolf on dock because please do because the last time you said you put it on dock we didn't put it on dock till after yeah so we'll let's go ahead and put that on the dock we also um also met some of the guys from alpha wolf after the show after um yes i was gonna get to that afterwards um oh well i'm bringing it up now uh (laughs) they were all great guys they were sick they were seriously so chill uh one of the guys i think the guitarist he has a fucking grip like a fucking iron man um, oh yeah the handshake was, was serious. i was like jesus christ i'm scared okay firm grip back okay he's like okay good <laughs> this guy's yeah. not just a bitch <laughs> yeah. um and they also comment that the Inva anime album was ex- was good so far that they heard yeah. were great they, um they, they got sent it early as you know as bands tend because to they like each other <laughs> they like each other thankfully because they like they like each other Enough and funny if your friend actually got um What's it called? Uh, his banner that he made signed by both Kingdom of Giants and Alpha Wolf, which was the coolest fucking shit ever to get. Well, and then got, got a group photo with them. I think he got everybody. No, he, like, Fit for a King left already. Oh, they had left already? And Northland, I thought, left too. Mm, that's why that's he a- only got those. But he got the fact that he's like, I'll be back. Oh, yeah. He like he like went into the back and got... Um... <laughs> He went back, went into the back and got Kingdom of Giants too. Like, yeah, um, that was that was the cool, some of the coolest shit ever. Uh, they were really really cool, really chill. I don't know why we ever left early after a concert. Like fuck that, we're just staying after. <laughs> the only downside I've I've found is that they often run out of the size of merch that I that I that I wear. <laughs> that is true. That like we I did try to f- get sweatpants for Kingdom of Giants and I did try to get a sweatshirt for for fit for a king and they were either too small or sold out. And it was oh, like no. son of a goddamn bitch. Um I, I was able to get basically everything I had. The, uh, honestly, one of the the best selections of merch I think I've seen at a show. Genuinely. Yeah. This I can agree hoodie. with that. This thing of a giant hoodie I bought is literally one of my favorite things already. This thing is fucking sick. <laughs> I think got a t-shirt of it. I'm happy with the t-shirt. I have plenty of sweatshirts, so. I need more hoodies. I'm always down for more hoodies. Um, um, but no, lastly, like, this is a sick sweatshirt. Great show. Yeah. Lastly, Fit for a King. Um, honestly, they played everything off their last album except two songs, which sure that's fine with me and they played an old school song which i hadn't heard before but it sounded wonderful live uh and the best part was that it was alpha wolf that brought out the beach balls in the last song uh yeah it was and then fit for a king 
God of Fire, they had someone feature who the fuck knew who it was. No what none none of us knew who it was. Um I looked I actually I went and looked it up. It was Dan it was um who was it? David Ben Benitz Bennett's. And then members of Alpha Wolf and Currents came out as well. Oh, Currents was there too. Yeah, Currents are Currents. David uh, Bennett's B E N I E T E S. Benitez. That's probably not how you pronounce that. I probably B E N N. B E N I T E S. I T E S. Metal vocalist. Let's see. Part of. Says. Renaissance band. It says. Okay. Renaissance band? What? R E N. A S A N or R E N E S A N. I don't know. Anyway, um, basically, if you've ever seen the Polyphia video of ABC featuring Sophia Black, the very end of it when it's going absolute ape shit and everyone's just going nuts in there, uh, that is exactly what happened. We had, of course, the spinning tornado of a bassist. We had Ryan Kirby going stupid on vocals. We had other people going stupid on vocals. We had people in the back sliding on equipment and plat- and uh, yeah. things to slide on. And just what the fuck was happening at the end? It just made me crack up to every single like I was just dead. I was dead. Oh, um, was and great. of course, Ryan Kirby proved to everybody that he is one of the best vocalists of all time because, of course, in Backbreaker, he could just do the entire fucking scream and just like nothing like that or nothing else happens, you know? Casual day. <laughs> yeah, of course. And that was at the end of <clears throat> Vendetta, Reaper, Eyes Roll Back, and then Backbreaker. What a fucking nutty four-song combo. Honestly, <laughs> if they played Tower of Pain, I would have been even happier, but I missed mm. that song. I wish it was back on their live set, but of course, they just had that album. So, of course, I can't wish for that. They also <laughs> did mention that they were going to be back in the fall for a round two of this. Yeah. I want to go again. I'd be down to go again. I'd down be down again. again. <laughs> yeah. I would absolutely be down. All right. Now that we've talked about the concert, because that concert was a banger. Our, by the way, my next one is April 1st. I forget what who it is, but my next one is April 1st. Dayseeker, see you, Space Cowboy, one step closer. Silverstein, Dayseeker, see you, Space Cowboy, one step closer. Yep. Yes, sir. All right. Speaking of albums, uh, Hot Mulligan has released a new song called Shh, Golf is On. Also, with an announcement of an album, Why Would I Watch? Out May 12th, 2023. Another May 12th, 2023 release. Once again, May is turning to be the next spiciest month of all time. Mm -hmm. Um. This song is exactly what I expected from Hot Mulligan, and I love it. Um, it is this post-emo that works so well for me. It hits that edge of, like, unclean vocals with pop-punk-style title tracks and lyricism and, like, instrumentals. But it works so well for me. It's one of my favorite 
pop punk post hardcore it's one of my favorite lighter bands then i i love listening to them so much mm-hmm. yeah this is um this is a fun one um i haven't listened to a ton of pop mulligan but uh the the song was cool um i i, I it's kind of what i what am i trying to say it's basically what i expected from a hot mulligan song having not really heard a lot of hot mulligan but that's a good yeah. thing so <laughs> they're still young in their years yeah and so i don't expect them to go really out of their way for like changing up their sound just yet and i don't think they honestly need to because they haven't had the big blow up yet except from their last album backyard which was a really big blow up as well um they always are on point with their title track their uh titles of the songs though 100 percent mm-hmm I love that this one's called Shh, Golf is On, but then the album is Why Would I Watch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Why would I watch golf? Yeah, why would I watch? <laughs> um, Nick Nocturnal <clears throat> made a song on Twitch that he literally said he was going to make the most standard metalcore formula song possible. Exactly as every metalcore song sounds. With the same chord chorus, progression, chorus. exactly. Chorus. <laughs> I uh, I don't remember the name of the song actually. I'm blanking on it right now. Um, five seventy eight, five seventy eight, or five seventy eight. Yeah, <laughs> that's the chord progression. Five seventy eight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, and honestly, I I know I'm a basic bitch when I say this, but it was actually really fucking good, and I really yeah. enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, we knew you were, basic. you were a basic bitch already. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I am a basic bitch. You're not. I am. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we come down to is yeah. give Evan well, a metalcore song. He'll love it. Give Parker a metalcore song. He'll think it's okay. Or if it's current, he'll love it. Yeah. I mean, it depends on, you know, it depends on the metalcore. It depends on the metalcore. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm here to like the weird shit. You're here to like the standard shit. <laughs> and we have a little bit of crossover here and there. Yeah. yeah and then a little, little bit of crossover. A little bit crossover. No, but honestly, this song just... I just love it. <laughs> yeah, it's... I mean, it's standard metalcore. It is supposed to be standard metalcore. That doesn't mean it's bad. I can't say I remember it very well. <laughs> well, if you listen to this sure song and then listen to any other metalcore song, you'll hear the yeah. same song. Yeah, which I'm not sure it's entirely intended to be a, rem- a memorable song. So No, it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be a fucking song. meme. Yeah, fuck it. it was actually kind of good. But he got Taylor Barber on it, so like it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Also, the um, intro starting with Wake Up, I'm like, okay. I, you know what? Regardless of the metalcore song, if you just open up with Wake Up like that, sure, I'll do it. Sure. Can you, uh, you make like an alarm on your phone? Probably. Like, Wake exactly. Up. Why did I not open up the podcast document that we have? Like, this whole time, I've just been, like, looking at my notes. I didn't write down any song name. <laughs> it's great. Um, I, I, I Usually, I'm, I'm, I was carrying more of the weight on con, on uh, song names than I usually am. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 93 Feet of Smoke released a song called Conversations, which is the last single before the next album, which I think is this year. He's putting out another uh, album. Already. I mean... I'll look it up really quick just to make sure. Um, 
93. Oh, he's changed like, his entire branding. He's changed all the Spotify banners and shit. <laughs> 93feetofsmoke.com. Oh, Jesus. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, yeah, no, he has three. He has, he has two other singles out. That, that yep, out. we missed. Uh, I don't, I don't fucking know. Um, did last year, too. Like, good grief, I should say. This is like end of July last year. Surprised we're getting one so quick. Yeah, he's just talking about conversations. Uh, doesn't say anything about album. Anyway, supposedly there's an album coming, according to Spotify. If there is, we'll review it because we listened to the last yeah. one, and I'll be honest, it was it was okay. It was it was fine. <laughs> I liked it at the start, and I slowly started to be like, eh, it's not that great. It lost a lot of its charm right away. Um, a lot of the songs that I did thought I liked, I didn't like in the end. Um, I I liked Oh Na Oh Na a lot. I hate that song. And then everything else I don't care about. I hate <laughs> that oh song. Oh Na Oh Na is a fucking banger and I will die on that. It's, it's wrong. He's wrong. No, that, that's just objectively It's completely false. wrong, but okay. And that's okay. Not let's talk about the current song. The let's talk about the current song. And that's all right. Okay. Bitch. Really? Bitch. 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 Anyways, conversations, conversations I actually really enjoyed. I I I actually was surprised by this. I liked it more than I thought I would. Uh, it's you know it's not incredible to me. It's not it's... the normal song I expected from Ninety Three Feet of Spoke. I remember it being like riffier. Yeah. Than than like anything off of his last album, which yeah, I'm okay felt, with. <laughs> that felt like more like an alternative hip hop album than a, like a. Yeah any form of like related to metal this one felt more <laughs> like emo punk um yeah which i'm here for to be honest yeah I, if like, that I, is yeah, what the I other two singles sound like sure <laughs> fit for an autopsy have released a new single hellions which i do not know if this is part of the deluxe album from their last album uh it looks like it's part of like a b-sides record okay honestly like a because if you if you look closely it's the aggression sessions is is on the album cover okay so i'm i'm assuming that's either like a demos project or a, a mm -hmm. b-sides project or you know if some, it is a b-side or an ep this or this fits the last album perfectly oh yeah like you put the song in the album i'd be like yeah this fits yeah this is part of the mm -hmm. album i know that yeah. I haven't listened to it in a while, but it probably was there. Um, mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I enjoyed it a good bit as well. It's it's your very standard fit for an autopsy fair. And that's okay, because I like the standard fit for an autopsy fair. Yeah, I enjoy it. I mean, like, it wasn't, like, absolutely groundbreaking to me, but, like, it was still, like, I was like, okay, I'm not yeah, opposed to listening to this again. Right, exactly. It's a solid fit for an autopsy song. And that, uh, you know, In contrast to the next two for me. <laughs> uh, fit for an autopsy I'd rather go listen to than the next two to be honest really? oh I mean that yeah, makes sense I'm sorry well, I'm about to I'm about to um, we'll, we'll get disappoint there. a lot of people 
Um, let's say, let's talk about Ender Shikari first. Um, Ender, Ender Shikari, Shikari have released a song called Bloodshot with an album out or uh, April 21st, 2023, A Kiss for the New World. Uh, they've had a few singles before this. I did not listen to them. And we didn't review them because they came up before we started the podcast and or we forgot about them. <laughs> Just genuinely yeah. forgot about them. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, I am not that much of an Enter Shikari fan. If this is exactly what I'm expecting from the album, I'm not going to enjoy it. I don't remember a lot from this, and I feel like what I do remember, I didn't have a great time with. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Sam and Marcus, if you do ever listen to this, I am I am so sorry. I know that you treasure this band with all of your might. I don't like it. <laughs> not, a, not a fan. Not a fan. It, it just... It doesn't connect with me. I don't know why. Um, I remember... I feel like I remember it being like... Like... What am I? What am I trying to say? It, it felt like a lot electronic horror, but more dubstep core, if anything. Dubs, dub core. <laughs> du it honestly felt like dub core. Like if that's what you want to call it, dub core. Mm. I know they're like they they range a lot of genres. The yeah. majority of it being like in the electronic range. Right. I just can't get into it. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't. I uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I was like, I don't really know what this is. I don't really remember what it was, but I'm not entirely sure I want to go back. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, I'll go back at some point. I'm assuming it's on the album, but, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to go back to it eventually, and hopefully it will connect a little bit more for me then. Um, honestly, I only gave it one listen. I didn't want to give it a second at this point. I, only I thought about it. One listen, to be honest. Like, um, and we have Bellwether. Bellwether. I just, what did I write for my notes for this one? I feel uh, like I remember I, liking this one, but I thought it was decent. Yeah, the chorus is catchy. And that's yeah. honestly all I remember. I don't remember the song at all. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to it once. Mm -hmm. It just felt. Like it felt like a good, like an okay song. Um, I don't think I checked out the album last it's year. They they oh EP got their debut EP uh, last year. Let's see. Was it EP? Yeah, only five songs. Oh, it's labeled as LP. How dare you? Oh well, Spotify's lying to you. Well, no, you filled these in too. Oh, you're looking at... I just um, fixed it. I didn't label it as LP. Fuck you. I did then, I guess. Whatever. It's all your fault. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought it was decent. If it's part of a new album cycle, sure, I'll take it. I'm hoping it is, because um, I I enjoy... I was the one who put who brought Bellwether into this. Um, yeah. I enjoyed this last EP a lot. Um, it's just a lot of it's good vibes pop punk, mm -hmm. like, and I am entirely here for it. Um, and this and Hurricane is a continuation. <laughs> of that. It's just like good vibes, 
pop punk. And I will I will be the first to say that a lot of it kind of sounds the same to one another, but it, the the base of what's there I think is good enough that I I enjoy it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Like I I I had a, a couple weeks where I was playing their last EP on on a pretty heavy rotation. So okay, um, noted. So yeah, I I'm I'm a fan of this. I'm looking forward to whatever they do next. Nice. I just don't remember it right now. Like I've had just a crazy weekends with the concert and everything. And yeah, today was crazy in general. I mean, it wasn't that bad because three of my kids were out. And mm-hmm. to be fair, one of them is really loud during lessons because he doesn't know how to raise his hand quietly. And he has to keep yeah. saying, Mr. 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 I'm not saying my last name in that context but you can figure that out that part out uh he just keeps shouting out every single second i have to yell at him all the time about this um and then he bitches the fact that the school sucks compared to his previous school that he was at and that he wants a private school not a public school and that he hates the (laughs) class every fucking second (laughs) um my other two are just loud naturally Mm-hmm. My class got to recess four minutes early because they actually lined up quietly. Those three weren't mm-hmm. there. If tomorrow yeah. or Wednesday uh, they're here and it takes longer, put two and two together, you realize yeah. that the other three are just loud as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, let us discuss some albums. Album time. Let's go. Let's start with the big one. The one that everyone honestly was hyped up for more than any others the big one (laughs) the literal big one Um, (laughs) we have periphery and their album periphery Periphery five Five, gent is not a genre it is nine songs 70 minutes long and i believe is their sifth or seventh studio album i would hope that it's fifth because that'd be kind of no they have they have others in there i'll look it up though just to confirm anyway they have have periphery periphery too but they have icarus in between and then they got six albums yeah this is their um seventh album so i was close close enough anyway let's talk about this Yes. So, I'm just going to start it off with saying this. Mm-hmm. The reason why I will not rate this probably higher than a 9 ever is because of the fact that this is a 70-minute long fucking album. Mm-hmm. And I understand if I really do enjoy some songs and they are on repeat, I can put them in my playlist and just enjoy them when they come on. But currently, my drive to work is about 45 minutes, 40 to 45 minutes there and back. I usually can put on one album, maybe two, put on my singles, and then maybe start an album that I'm interested in listening to. So like next week, for example, uh, I start my Friday off, or this coming Friday, I start my Friday off with the singles and then start with Invent Animate, and then maybe Chelsea Grin after that. That would be enough to get me to around... Probably the end, probably the end of my workday, 
um, overall when I can listen to it. If an album is 70 minutes long, I got through to this morning the first six songs. <laughs> that sounds so <laughs> weird saying that. Mm-hmm. And then had to listen to the last three on the way home. Yeah. And I did get through them all, which was great. That's good. It just 30 minutes, 30 minutes, is, 30 some odd minutes at a time. <laughs> it is just some it just felt like such a chore. Also, the fact that Periphery does make each song not feel like a slugfest. Respect yeah. fully to the band that they can actually make 8 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 7 minutes, 9 minutes, 12 minutes actually interesting and mm-hmm. really cool and unique. It has one of the most innovative projects I've heard in at least five years. Um I honestly wish I had actually listened to their last album instead of just saying, okay, after that 15 minute track, I can't do the rest, whatever. (laughs) Um, I, the first four tracks are absolutely incredible. I didn't like silhouette that much. Mm -hmm. I, I know it's the oddball in this whole entire thing, but it just, it turned me off of the album a little bit. I didn't really like it that much. Uh, then it picked back up with Dying Stars, Zagreus, and uh, Dracul Gross. I really like Dracul Gross, even though it's 12 Dracul minutes. Cool. And then, thanks, Nobuo. Okay. Parker, I think you know me a little bit with like the like endings with like nothing really there for so long and just yeah. dragging out and dragging Mm -hmm. out and that the last three minutes could have been fucking cut from that song and i would have been fine with it um yeah cut out those last like i literally i was like at the three minute mark i'm like anything move ahead Mm -hmm. 30 seconds nothing okay nothing cool okay let's go to the next album (laughs) and that really turned me off of the song itself because i don't want to go back to that song now because well, the last three minutes are useless, and it's not going to count for my play if I ever play it again. Um, right. So, honestly, a lot of these songs are so fucking cool and so interesting. Mm-hmm. But for an album experience, I cannot listen to 70 minutes with the last song being 11 of the minutes. I could cut that out, sure, and listen to the rest of it. But if I'm talking about like an album review... As a whole, I don't want to go back to it as a whole. I would rather go back to it in parts or little pieces. Look, put on right. three songs, making an EP, call it a day. It's longer than like half the albums in the world right now. <laughs> um. Anyway, though, that's my general thoughts. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to vent a little bit about the fact that some of these songs are so, so cool. Uh, Wildfire. I, I absolutely love that song. Uh, the jazz piece is so freaking cool on that. Um, Zagreus was really cool. Um, Everything is Fine was really good. Dracul Gras was really cool. And But those little moments are kind of hindered by the fact that it's on a huge album with very little songs and moments where I'm like, okay, can we move on, please? Like, mm-hmm. this started to get a little bit, little dragged on here. Like, we can yeah. move on from this. 
To be fair, though, they made every single minute, like, at the minute marks, every single time, it was a different point in the song. It was like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I... This is... Yeah, this is a really cool record. Um, it, I, I do agree with you on a certain level that, like, as a whole album experience, listening to it a whole way through would be rough. Like, 70... <laughs> 70 minutes is, is a long time to sit for. But I think they, they do a good enough job at making the various sections of these songs interesting. Yeah. That I, I'm kind of okay with it. Um, for the most part, of course. Um, like you said, the wild, you know, Wildfire is great. Um, like the jazz breakdown at the end is a, is a, is a cool change of pace. Kind of surprised it was the opener if, it, if with that. But... Mm-hmm. That's okay, um, and like that—that that goes throughout basically the entire track list. I remember, um, you know, Dracula Gross is the longest song on this record at twelve and a half minutes almost, and you know, I'm listening to it in the car on the way dra- on 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 a drive, and it's like, you know, the stuff keeps sticking out to me, like at various points in the song, like, oh, that sounds cool, that sounds cool, like. I like this little bit here or you know mm-hmm. like so i think they did they did a really good job on that i do need to spend more time with it obviously i've only given given it one listen it but um, feels like if you put this on at different points in the year like at once a month and you would find something new every single time that was different i feel like that's what's going to happen it's like you know every time i put some put this on or put on i put on songs from this album i'm going to find something new that's gonna that i'm going to be interested by mm-hmm. which i think like, is a good is a good quality for an album to have so look, let's take um atropus the second song it's eight mm-hmm. minutes and 23 seconds i'm gonna be honest i don't remember much from the specific song but let's say minute three was really really cool this time around the next mm-hmm. listen, minute five is the really cool minute, or minute one is the really cool minute because the riff is like really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. That that is just really really impressive for a band to basically say, "Here, find the hidden gems that you like on this listen, and the next listen, when you're a little out of focus in this part, but then more in focus in this part, you can hear this really cool thing." Mm-hmm. And I don't know, just like it makes it really cool. It's making me excited for when I go back and do re-listens of all this stuff because typically on my on my second listen through, I, I'm more attentive to what's going on, and I think that'll that'll help this album a lot in terms of what it's trying to to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm a fan of this. I, I'm I'm hyped with this. Personally, I'm going to give it probably for right now an eight point zero. That's my rating. Pretty sure we're the exact same. <laughs> I honestly, I looked at your ranks really quickly. I didn't even look at what you... Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, Okay. Yeah, I think we are... Funny. I think we are the exact same feeling where, like, the time does toll a bit. Yeah. But when we do go back and we have that time and ability to actually go back and listen to it, it's going to be really cool and really interesting mm-hmm. every single time. And while it may yeah. feel like a chore at times it's at least going to be, like, good enough to where we're like, okay, we found something cool in this song now. And, like, we like mm-hmm. this song now. Um, so, yeah, I I liked it. I don't think it's going to be, like, an absolute favorite of the year. Because mm-hmm. 
look, I go back to Gloom in the Corner, Devil Wears Prada, and stuff all the time because I could just put those on. And to me, like, Gloom in the Corner doesn't have a moment where, like, I can, well, I ha- it has moments where I can relax, but, like, I'm always attentive in Gloom in the Corner. I'm always attentive in Devil Wears Prada. This, mm-hmm. I felt I was a little bit more chill with it. Mm-hmm. And with driving, I don't want to be chill. I need to actually be awake during that. <laughs> um, so yeah, sorry to just keep rambling. I haven't really talked much today. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, let's jump into Suicide Silence with their album, Remember, You Must Die. And now remember that you will die. Remember that you must die. Yeah. We we had a similar album last year, but this time yeah. it's a little bit different. And honestly, compared to some of the other albums where this one feels where uh, Periphery felt a little more produced in general, um, just like with a different f- stuff in it, uh, this one is completely like near unfiltered deathcore. Um <laughs> It is some raw fucking shit. Like, you want raw, unfiltered deathcore? This is your band right now. I think that the beginning is really good. I really enjoyed the beginning of it. Um, Let me get the album up because I want to actually, like, explain my thoughts. So, Remember You Must Die, Capable of Violence, and Fucked for Life. I really liked that op- those opening four tracks. I really enjoyed it. Um, and then Kill Forever and God Be Damned, just kind of meh. But then Alter of Self and Endless Dark were really, really cool. And then the rest of the album just kind of died off. And my biggest gripe with it is that it just becomes this sludge of sound that doesn't have anything really different happening. And mm-hmm. that's where I feel like a lot of disappointment is that this band is talked about a lot. This, ta- this band is like one of the most iconic deathcore bands. And it feels like it just feels like blah, 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 blah. Like, look, there are some nutty breakdowns, some nutty riffs in here, some really cool vocal parts. But it just felt very sluggish near the end. And it felt like they made like some really cool singles that were different and unique. And then the rest of it was just meh mid like look you put on one song i'll probably be like yeah sure this is good but mm-hmm. i won't put on the whole album again with the listening experience i put on this album earlier and by the halfway point again i was like okay this is just slogging on is there anything different about this album that makes it actually interesting by the second half and to be honest the answer for me is no um right. i don't know how you feel so i'm Kind of, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of the same way, but I think, I think I'm less high on this than you are overall. Yeah, I think that's um, generally how deathcore goes with us. Yeah, it's, it feels like very standard deathcore, and you know, I it, even, even with me having listened to this about an hour, <laughs> half hour before we started recording. Um, I still don't really feel like I remember much. The the one thing I you know I remember the the first couple songs were pretty cool, like you said. Um, I I actually listened to this in like two separate, um, like two separate sessions basically mm-hmm. just because I got distracted with other stuff. So I I listened to like the first four or five tracks, and then stopped and came back to the rest of it. 
and the set yeah the, especially on the second listen i was like eh, it's it's deathcore like it, it's it's deathcore that exists the the beginning part of full void i thought was cool the little electronic like guitar thing that they were doing at the start of it i thought it sounded really cool with the closer but, i don't um, remember that at all but past that i was kind of like yeah it's just it, it's deathcore and i i don't know i couldn't i don't know if it's just the type of <laughs> I don't know if it's just that I was listening to it today and it just No, it's like, the, it's the type of deathcore specifically that's like uh, Yeah. I I think of like um was it Shadow of Intent last year that you really enjoyed? Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed um, Shadow of Intent. Really where that was it. like a little more unique on what it did. Um yeah. there's a little more interesting rather than just vocals, guitar riff, breakdown, vocals, guitar riff, another breakdown, another breakdown mm. and a half. Um Yeah. Where like it's the same formula and it's the same general sound from that early mid two thousands and twenty uh, tens that still is here and respectfully I completely appreciate that era of deathcore at the same time change it up a little bit here and there make it have I'm something sounds like the same shit <laughs> which is why I really enjoyed that Lorna Shore album from last year because it added those extras into it that really just that shown for me like it, it was like that exactly what i needed for deathcore to be like interesting to me for you it's shadow of intense like sometimes like lighter vocals or it's like slower tempo that really shines for you mm-hmm. i'm trying to remember what you yeah. said about that album so um about which album again shadow of intent yeah shadow of intent shadow of intent was cool um the I think just it, it felt more impactful than a lot of other Deathcore does and for, for whatever reason. Um yeah. I like to highlight uh, Blood in the Sands of Time um from that I album. I brought that I think I brought that up that one up when we were talking about it on our on you our did. on our top thirty list too. But something just the between the riffs and the the breakdown it it doesn't say it's such a high pace that the breakdowns mm-hmm. no longer have any impact anymore. If that makes any sense. No, that completely um, makes sense. I completely agree with you on this. Um, so I, I think that's part of what I liked about it so much. Yeah. So. Now onto an album that I think we're actually both kind of high on. Mm-hmm. Um, Story of the Year and their album, Tear Me to Pieces. And... <laughs> If if Silverstein just said, "Hey, unclean vocalist, I forget your name, but you're out of the band now," and I'm just gonna and we'll occasionally throw in clips of you screaming mm-hmm. into the album, uh, this is what Silverstein would become in a nutshell. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know if uh, Story of the Year is a product of Silverstein or like like a huge fan of them. But the catchy choruses, the emo lyricism, the same style of verse, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus, maybe a little breakdown here and there. It it's set. I literally am listening to Silverstein. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and look, it's good, but it's mm-hmm. nothing earth shattering to me. Yeah, um, I, I I can agree with that. I will point out and highlight. Um, 
Why don't I have this ready? What the fuck is wrong with me? Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed the first five tracks all the way from Tear Me to Pieces to War. Uh, War especially, I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can't Save You was just okay. Mm-hmm. And then 2005, Story, Sorry About Me and Take the Ride, I really enjoyed. And then Knives Out Use Me, I didn't like. But mm-hmm. uh, Sorry About Me and 2005 were also two big highlights for me. I really enjoyed those songs. Um, 2005 mm-hmm. was super fucking cheesy, and I loved it. Um, <laughs> I... Look, I, I know that bands talking about the olden days and like 2005, the 1990s, whatever. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it. It's so goddamn cheesy. And I love it because the thing mm-hmm. is that like half these people are way too young to be talking about that shit. Story of the Year obviously has been around since like saying, the 2000s. Story of the Year is definitely not young at this point. I'm talking about like other bands that like try to do this. And I'm like, no, yeah. go fuck yourself. Like you don't allow, you don't get to do this. Um, this is catchy as hell. Some of the catchiest shit I've listened to all week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know, I went into this not really expecting a whole lot because I looked at it and said, oh, it's going to be a pop punk release that I'm not going to hate, but I'm not really going to like either. And then it ended up being like, it, it's, it feels like it's kind of split into two halves in a way. You have the, the pop-punk chorus section of each song, and then you have the really riffy, like, almost metalcore sections of each song. Yeah, it's like an emo punk. Yeah, and then you can... Uh, I, I could, like, during specific... I, I forget which songs I was thinking of when I thought of this, but it was... um, Like, there were specific songs where you could literally almost... You could almost, like, hear the... Or you... you it was very clear, like, when the the tone of the guitar would shift from like the metal to the pop punk. <laughs> yeah. The pop you punk you could predict exactly when uh, yeah. it was going to switch. But in a, in a way, I think it works for, for whatever reason. I think it works very, I think it works pretty well. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I think the, you know, the metal aspects of it, give it a lot more, you know, make it a bit more impactful than it would if it was just like straight pop punk the whole time. Yeah. Um, I think of, um, like the real friends EP from a few weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think of that as like the like okay, this is standard pop punk. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it works. Yeah. And it's like catchy as hell. It's the most generic lyrics possible. But mm-hmm. fuck it, does it actually work? Yeah. <laughs> and I think I'm going to start comparing a lot of the pop punk to that this year, same with like You Me at 6 as well, which is more mm-hmm. um like post hardcore pop punk emo ish thing. Um, yeah. But regardless, I'll compare you, me at six and real friends to any of the pop punk releases this year. If mm-hmm. they aren't to that general standard, they'll be like, well, this is kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, This was, this was still like quite. <laughs> He's being interrupted. You hate to see it. Anyways, I'll I'll talk a little bit more about this. Um, yeah, go ahead. yeah, I think over you know overall I had a I had a good time with this like more more than I expected. So um, it makes me want to come back to it. I forget which songs I, I I think I actually if I remember correctly I like most of the second like basically all throughout like there there weren't really any super high highs, but there weren't really any lows either. 
Mm-hmm. Like it was a pretty constant state of like, okay, this is this is enjoyable, this is good, like. So, I think that um, I I think that's good that it's able to keep it up throughout the mm-hmm. the entire time of this. So for me, just the last two songs just felt a little bit boring, I guess, compared to like the other like really catchy songs that like I could sing their choruses to. Um, yeah. I think it was it was Knives Out that I liked a good bit. I did not like Knives Out. <laughs> um, that's why I loved like talking with you about this because we are pretty opposite on our tastes, and so yeah. each year we could literally have so many polar opposites this year. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be how many albums weird. we're we're going to have for this this year. I wouldn't be surprised if we had very little crossover and in what we. We're going to have like five crossovers that we just expect to have crossovers with. Yeah. We're going to have one that's an oddball. And mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about Meet Me at the Altar. And I want to preface this with explaining about the band itself. Because I don't know if you knew all of this stuff. So. I have not uh, looked into basically anything about this band so odds are i don't know it (laughs) okay well the thing about this band is that currently they are signed to fueled by ramen uh fueled by ramen is literally one of the biggest um record companies in the entire world um if you would like specifics uh they have an area of of republic records or something like that they have a day to remember, all time low, Fallout yeah. Boy, uh, Lights, band we checked out, Meet Me at the Altar, uh, Nothing Nowhere, Panic at the Disco, previously, uh, 21 Pilots, and Waterparks. Uh, in previous, I don't know uh, who they've had. Um, alumni, uh, 303. Uh, da, 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 da. Jimmy Eat World, Paramore, Yonaka, mm-hmm. um, and so on and so forth. But basically, it is one of those bands that, or one of those record companies that you just know. If they get sold, mm-hmm. if they get signed to Fuel by Ramen, it's something big. Um, this band currently has five hundred and sixty-eight thousand monthly listeners. This is their debut album, Past, Present, Future. Uh, the reason why is because they are three women of color. And their whole statement is about the fact that they looked at the metal scene in general and did something completely out of the norm, in which is three women running a band uh, who are of color, which... If you look at any bands in metalcore, it is a copy paste of each other. It's usually four to five white guys. <laughs> four to five white guys. Uh, Brand of Sacrifice is the exception. Uh, if it's a girl band, it's a white girl, a pale white girl usually. A, pa- a pale white woman who um, is usually the lead singer. And, and it's usually the post-hardcore. <laughs> yes, or pop punk. And then they're very like alternative looking in that image. Um, so they are currently like 
one of the most popular bands currently because everyone's all buzzed about them. Uh, because of the fact that, respectfully, they are the most out of this, out of the norm, pop punk bands. And I think that is just really fucking cool. I think that, like, that is one of the most innovative things that's actually been done to this community in a long fucking time. Mm-hmm. And the album itself to me was it was the most standard pop punk album I could ever imagine. Okay. I, I, I... Go ahead. Look, say it to my face. Really cool opener. I really enjoyed that song. Uh, TMI, Same Language, Need Me, and Rocket Science were really cool and really interesting, but there is nothing specifically unique other than the fact that it's female vocalists about this record, uh, which makes it really hard for me to enjoy. It just feels lyrically that it's just a pop punk album and there's like if you put this on i'd be like oh cool this is just a band that's pop punk i would think Mm -hmm. nothing different of it i would think nothing unique about it Uh, you can obviously hear the influences that they talk about in their bio from like paramore fallout boy um etc etc and Mm -hmm. you hear that um i i really do love this band for being what they are And I hope that their album connects with me more in the future. But right now it's just like, meh, it's, it's an album. And like, Mm -hmm. I didn't really enjoy it. It's like a 5.4 for me personally. Mm -hmm. I am largely in the same boat as you. I I'm lesser on this than you are though. Like, you know what they're, what they're doing with, with their imaging and their brand is incredible. Great, excellent. Having a band like this in the scene, perfect. I don't really like the album very well, and you know there there's flashes of things that that I enjoy here personally. Um, I think it was was thanks for nothing. I was like, okay, I can I can vibe with this. Um, I think say it uh, say it to my face was also decent. Um, a few tomorrows or was it was it um, it was either a few tomorrows or need me. That I was like, what uh, was was pretty solid as well. Um, I I was looking at their Spotify page. Just, I'm looking at their Spotify page right now, and I was surprised that "Cool" was a single because I think that song is fucking horrendous, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I, I um, thought I liked it at first, and I just didn't enjoy it. No, um, I thank God it's the shortest track on the album because I hate it a lot. <laughs> I. Do not like it. Um, and so yeah, outside of outside of cool, and a couple uh, and a couple of highlights throughout the rest of the track list, I I'm kind of just middle of the road on this. But the unfortunate thing is that I think I like I I dislike cool more than I like the highlights on this. Hmm. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Um, I think I just think it's like it's a no, it's it's a whatever song to me. It's not a song I'm gonna like despise passionately. I despise. I, I kind of despise it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think that's why like I'm a little bit higher on it than you. Um, yeah. I don't think it's gonna 
do anything groundbreaking for me in the near future. <laughs> but I think that like when I go back to it, I'll probably enjoy it more, just not anything that's like like look, to me, Hot Mulligan is one of the most unique pop punk post hardcore bands out there. And their right. lyricism is generally still the same pop punk, but instrumentally and vocally they do it so differently that it makes it interesting enough for me to enjoy it. Um yeah. Uh let's talk about an album that you seem to be in the same boat as me. Uh we're gonna talk about MS Paints and their album Post American. It is their, I believe, debut album, if I'm not mistaken. Uh maybe. Something like that. Can I can I just butt in here to say that I I would put money on you hating this. So I would so absolutely here's the thing. Bet. I would bet money on you hating this. Here, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. First listen, it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Like there were a few songs that I just said, "Okay, give me the fuck off this song, please, give me the fuck off this right. song." Uh, especially the song with the feature, whatever that song is, hate it. Um, <laughs> but uh, there were a few songs where I didn't mind it. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't great. And mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say like it was the worst shit I've ever heard in my life. No, that goes to like fucking Cloud Rat. <laughs> that shit is fucking No, sorry, Soul Glow. Soul Glow still wins that record. Um Soul Glow still wins that, okay. But it's just not my style. I honestly mm-hmm. actually want to go back to it tomorrow and see mm-hmm how it does because first listen i i was kind of distracted playing a game at the same time and i didn't really give it like the true listening experience it needed second listen Mm -hmm. i was in a bit of a negative mood i wasn't happy was tired um and it just didn't fit and i think that like overall I would still be like mediocre about it and not like certain parts of it. Yeah. But I don't despise it. Like the first couple tracks, I was like, okay, I'm not hating this. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Just parts of it are just kind of weird as fuck. And I don't yeah. get why I don't like this and I'm uncomfortable a little bit, but I'm also not turning it off immediately. What the mm-hmm. fuck is going on? Why am I? What's going on? Help. I, I'm I'm genuinely surprised that you you didn't shut it off after like the first two songs. Yeah, this, this is it seems like it falls exactly into the type of alley that you fucking hate. <laughs> because the thing is that like I generally don't like hardcore. Um yeah. some hardcore is good, but mm-hmm. for the most part, I I just don't vibe with it. It just doesn't work with me. Uh Klubicon, TX I've never vibed with. Sure, that one breakdown from last year has come up in every single fucking uh, breakdowns of the year playlist. Yeah. And I'm like, it actually isn't that good of a breakdown. It's like, this is cool. Dead air. Woo. Okay, that's great. Um, <laughs> anyway, it, uh, let me let me look at the track, like, track listing. I. You talk. So I'm actually I I didn't 
I didn't really enjoy this all that much. Which might surprise you, knowing that my, my taste tends to be weird as fuck. But no, this, I, this I, one is like, I think this might count as our weirdest listen so far. Yeah, I like, think this. I think this trended far enough into the 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 weird <laughs> that I I started to not enjoy it. <laughs> Foxtails oh. last year, because so we've been going back to the twenty twenty two stuff. Something I went back to recently was Foxtails. That was some weird ass shit. I didn't think Foxtails was that weird. I mean, it has a violin. It's, thought... it's like violin. Yeah, primo. it's violin core. And, violin but it core. got me the vibes of Callous Style Boys. Callous Style Boys is the weird fucking shit. Callous Style Boys is weird shit. I didn't get that. I didn't get that vibe from Foxtails, honestly. I still got but, a little bit. But anyway, yeah. my point like, I, being I, that. I see it, but like, not, not really. <laughs> last I mean? year was the Callous Style Boys weird shit. This year, I think MS Paint might be our weirdest shit we listen to. Uh, yeah, and like, think... we listen to Gorillas, which is basically just stoner alternative. Um, and just like, so the one track I did click like on was Acid, and I did enjoy that. Um, mm-hmm. the biggest thing about hardcore is that they just tend to repeat the same lyrics over and over, and it yeah. really does get repetitive and tiresome uh mm-hmm. for me i just don't find it interesting i think that's why um rage against the machine has never vibed with me um mm-hmm. because i think they're most uh um bulls on parade bulls on parade just kind of does that same idea mm-hmm. and uh killing in the name Look, Killing in the Name has a good fucking riff, and I actually do really enjoy that riff um, in that song. Mm-hmm. But nothing about that song interests me other than the riff. If the, I could just have an instrumental version of that song, I would be like, yeah, hell yeah, let's go. I'll listen to this. Um, yeah. But yeah, so MS Paint just... It's not my style, but I didn't fully... like. Burn my house down because I would listen to it. All over it. It just—it's weird because this is something I would hate normally. Mm. Yeah, but I think it's just enough out of the hardcore area Mm. that I don't mind it. But I'm not going to search it out again. Right. It. It kind of. When when I saw that you had tagged this in the doc as synth punk, I was like, oh boy, like what could that be? Like I, could, I, look, I, I looked at the description before I did too, and yeah, I I and I I think this this honestly almost trends far enough into like I think like almost bro step like dubstep bro step type of yeah vibes at certain points that I think that's kind of what turns me off from this mm. because I don't you know I I like punk stuff <laughs> some to you know typically at least yeah. Um, I mean, I, you know, I loved I loved Soul Glow last year. Um, you know, I got no issue with punk. I think this is this trends far enough into more like the the that type of overblown kind of like EDM that I tend to not vibe with as much. Yeah. Um, it, I, it did start to get better in the second half. 
Mm-hmm. I, I will say that I, uh, towards the end, like once we got into like post American, free from the sun, flowers of concrete, um, I was like, okay, I, I can I can sort of maybe start to I can start vibing with this a little bit, but um, which might mean as a grower, we'll see. But as, as of right now, I'm not huge on it. I want to go back to it because uh, unironically, it's dragging me back and saying listen to me again and try again to listen to it. Yeah. Because I don't want to give it a 4.5 cause I wasn't turning it off. Right. But I don't remember much from it. And mm-hmm. it feels wrong to rate an album a 4.5 when I don't recall much of it, but I'm also inclined to go back to it. But I mm-hmm. also don't think it's my style. It's a very yeah. odd mixed very bag. Odd. It's a very odd record in general. If by any regard this actually ever makes a top 30 list, I'll eat a fucking sock, though. I I will hold you to that because I would I will be eat very... a sock on the podcast. I will okay. cook it up. I'll shred it. I'll eat it. Whatever. Eat it. Cool. I don't care. Um. So next week is the big week, uh, personally, because we have a few records. We have just a few records. Just a few. So. But that I'm like, stick. We have All Time Low. Tell Me I'm Alive. Chelsea Grin. Suffer in Heaven. The second part of Suffer in Hell, Suffer in Heaven. Animate. Heavener. Gideon. Um, More Power. More Pain. And Camelot. The Awakening. Their first album in five years. Uh, uh, Gideon's first album in four years. Chelsea Grin, their first album in six months. <laughs> All Time Low, their first album in who knows how long. Invent Animate, uh, their first album years. in two years. Uh, no, it's three for, for both of them. Oh, well, three. Uh, My Waking bad. Up Sunshine was 2020. Gravy was 2020. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, anyway, that's what we're checking out next week. Um, yeah. I don't think I'm, we have anything I, else to... What's up? If you, if you leave Camelot off that list, it's basically a perfect week for me, as far as um, I'm concerned. If you leave Camelot on that list, it's a basically a perfect week for me. Also, mm-hmm. he's only checked out one album from Camelot, and it was in the era of a different vocalist and different style of the band. So, fuck I'm you. I'm not sure how much the vocalist changed that, changes that. But uh, okay. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, it does. It's we'll a completely see. different style come 2012. Mm-hmm. Very different. So the creepy... Symphonic elements occasionally, but still very different. Um, I mean, if, it's, if it's in the realm of creepy shit, then I'm kind of down for that. But it's some creepy shit. Um, okay, that's that's more intriguing then. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> I yeah. think that's it. We that's have a lot it. of fucking albums to listen to. Um, roughly, if you want numbers. Uh, I have 470 left to listen to on a first listen. Parker has 485 out of our 672 that we have for 2022 and prior. Um, I was trying to find our numbers that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, what did we record? I'm trying to think. Uh, here we go. I think I found what it. Mean? Oh, and one last thing. Um, based on Alan Harrington posting about this, Devil Wears Prada is preparing to release a deluxe edition of Color Decay. I don't know how you feel 
about putting uh, deluxe albums into a top 30 list. I don't really like it. Genuinely. I, straight up. Like. I, 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 I want to. I'm going to put it as my number one, probably. It's probably going to be there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just going to mention it because it's like, well, this still, this album still fucking hits a year later. God damn yeah. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, um, no, I mean, if, if do, I'm going to fucking listen to it. I'm going to spam the shit out of that. Oh, but yeah, 100%. I, in, terms of, in terms of ranking it, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't really do really think deluxe projects... What, what am I trying to say? I don't really like it. Uh, at the end of the day, like I kind of, tra- I think they kind of end up getting treated more like non-album singles for me. If that makes any yeah. sense, it just the um, way they get in my brain is like it just doesn't really register <laughs> very well. I have our official numbers for 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. Mm-hmm. In 2018, we have 44 albums and EPs combined. Uh, 2019, we have 68 combined. 2020, we have 53 combined. 2021, we have 57 combined. And 2022, we have a 110 combined. <laughs> uh, for our numbers for albums to listen to in those years. What our plan is, is that we are at minimum at least going to do a top 20 for each of those years. That's obviously going to be a while before we even get to that fucking time. Yeah. Um, and we'll make each episode unique on that part. Um, I think when we do get to like the just before the 2010 mark, I think we'll do a little bit of like a recap of like our favorite albums that we noted for uh, from the very beginning of that time period until that point. Um, <laughs> we didn't really talk about that part specifically, but. I figured at least mentioning that uh, that we would at least like talk about like some albums that we like really enjoyed or just like enjoyed enough to be like, yeah, this is still a good album. Um, one I can think of is like me enjoying um, Green Day's Dookie while Parker would somehow mention Nirvana Nevermind. I don't know why he would ever do that. Um, no, I would ne- yeah, never do that. I would never do that. Yeah, I don't know why the Absolutely. fuck you would do that. Absolutely. Or me mentioning that. Uh, yeah. Slipknot's debut album or Muse's uh, debut album, uh, so on and so forth. And I would never, so, I would never talk about Stone Temple Pilots and in here at all. Never. No, that Absolutely. that that band is shit. So, yeah, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but basically, we would talk about the first one hundred and one hundred and forty albums, and or one hundred and forty-two albums, and we would just kind of like see what we really enjoyed, what we didn't really enjoy. Um, for me, Nirvana's at the bottom of that fucking list, you know, but... Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I just wanted to mention that because uh, I feel that at some point we will go back to this list. Uh, right now we're both going back to 2022 listens and trying to get through, like, either things that are new to us or things that are old to us. For me, I'm going back in between new albums that I haven't listened to and albums that are in my top 30. I'm going to do everything in between a little bit later, but yeah. So I have dragged this in- this outro on way too long. So <laughs> I'll fucking outro this. Yeah, you outro this this, 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 this time. Ugh. Can't fucking talk. Damn. Yeah, that's why I'm doing it. 
Yeah. Fuck you, bitch. I'm surprised I made it through the intro without stumbling, honestly. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. If you are on Spotify, please give us five stars. If somehow I ever upload these to YouTube, please give us a like, comment, and subscribe, please. Um, if you follow us on Twitter, please like and retweet when we actually upload this. It will probably be tomorrow at some point um, when I actually remember to do it and when I have time. Wednesday the anyway. 14th, maybe. Actually, no, it's Tuesday. It's I'm, you know, I'm just going to shut Monday. up. It's Monday. It's anyway, Monday. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, and as always, have a wonderful day, evening, or afternoon, wherever in the world you are. Goodbye. See ya.